0: be reading from John's Gospel, chapter 7, and we're going to read verses 1, 3 to 24. Uh, on the Church Bible, that's page uh, 1071, 1071. John's Gospel, chapter 7, uh, reading from verse 1. After this, Jesus went around in Galilee. He did not want to go about in Judea because the Jewish leaders there were looking for a way to kill him. But when the Jewish festival of tabernacles was near, Jesus' brothers said to him, Leave Galilee and go to Judea so that your disciples there may see the works you do. No one who wants to become a public figure acts in secret. Since you are doing these things, show yourself to the world. For even his own brothers did not believe in him. Therefore Jesus told them, My time is not yet here. For you, you, any time will do. The world cannot hate you, but it hates me because I testify that its works are evil. You go up to the festival. I am not going up to this festival because my time has not yet fully come. After he had said this, he stayed in Galilee. However, after his brothers had left for the festival, He went also, not publicly, but in secret. Now at the festival, the Jewish leaders were watching for Jesus and asking, where is he? Among the crowds, there was widespread whispering about him. Some said, he is a good man. Others replied, no, he deceives the people. But no one would say anything publicly about him for fear of the leaders. Not until halfway through the festival did Jesus go up to the temple courts and begin to teach. The Jews there were amazed and asked, How did this man get such learning without having been taught? Jesus answered, My teaching is not my own. It comes from the one who sent me. Anyone who chooses to do the will of God will find out whether my teaching comes from God or whether I speak on my own. Whoever speaks on their own does so to gain personal glory. But he who seeks the glory of the one who sent him is a man of truth. There is nothing false about him. Has not Moses given you the law? Yet not one of you keeps the law. Why are you trying to kill me? You are demon-possessed, the crowd answered. Who is trying to kill you? Jesus said to them, I did one miracle, and you are all amazed. Yet because Moses gave you circumcision, though actually it did not come from Moses but from the patriarchs, you circumcise a boy on the Sabbath. Now if a boy can be circumcised on the Sabbath so that the law of Moses may not be broken... Why are you angry with me for healing a man's whole body on the Sabbath? Stop judging by mere appearances, but instead judge correctly.
1: Thank you, Phil. I don't know about you, but icebreakers, people love them or hate them. Uh, And one of my favorites is Two Truths and a Lie. Now you give two truths. Uh, And one line, you have to work out which is a lie. So I thought I'd give you some of mine. Here they are. Oh, it vibrated, but nothing happened. Oh, there they are. There's three two truths and a lie. One of them is a lie about me. You've got 20 seconds. Go. Feel free to discuss. Or not. 10 seconds. Okay. Uh, put your hands up if you think the first one is a lie. Second one. Third one. Doubting my football prowess. The <laughs> first one was the lie. i have any to translate a story for another time. Uh, how do you work it out? How do you work it out? Well, uh, in the game, if you're, if you're not feeling that sociable, you kind of just guess. That's what you do. Or... Uh, If you're playing seriously, you try and work out about what you already know about me. Or you look at me and think, he's not really that good at football there. (laughs) It's different when we come to Jesus, though. He isn't playing a game. It can only be all or nothing. You either believe all he says or none of it. That's a hard thing, isn't it? This evening, we're a third of the way through the chapters uh, in John, and so far, Jesus has said some pretty incredible things. He's spoken about dying and rising again. He's spoken of being born again if we want to be in God's kingdom. He's called himself the Messiah, God's King. He's made it clear he is God's Son and offered eternal life. He's called himself the bread of life, the only thing that can truly satisfy. It's all or nothing. And some have believed, and some haven't. At the end of chapter 6, when Jesus would call himself the bread of life, after feeding 5,000 people, many disciples would have deserted him. Twelve didn't. In verse 12 of our passage, people are still trying to work him out. Some say he's a good man, and in the very same verse, others reply, no, he deceives people. I wonder where you stand this evening. Many of us will believe in what Jesus has taught and done. Believe in who he is and why he's come. We may still have questions, but we still believe. But maybe some of us aren't there yet. Or maybe we have friends and family who aren't there yet. It's just too strange, too counterintuitive, or even offensive. Well, how do you work out the truth? It all hangs on Jesus. What we're going to see is that the problem for those in our passage, the problem for many today, is that people were looking in the wrong way when they looked at Jesus. They've missed his true identity, his complete trustworthiness in all he says. What Jesus is going to say this evening is look in the right way. So, beginning of chapter 7, we've got two groups in these 24 verses who have missed Jesus and so don't believe. His brothers and some Jews in the temple. The first group, his own brothers. We're at another important festival, uh, the festival uh, of tabernacles, and during it, every adult male was required by law to go up to the temple in Jerusalem. This is a biggie. It's a popular festival. And Jesus' brothers are keen for him to go. Come with me down to verse 3 and 4. Leave Galilee and go to Judea so that your disciples there may see the works you do no one who wants to become a public figure acts in secret since you are doing these things show yourself to the world what's fascinating here what John tells us for even his own brothers did not believe in him his own brothers haven't grasped who he is or what he's told them misunderstood by his own family tough and maybe some of us here this evening know that feeling isn't it good to know that Jesus can empathise with us? Isn't that well? Why don't they believe? Why don't they believe? It seems as if they are more concerned about Jesus' popularity than what he actually had to say. Get to the temple, because if you're going to be the religious man, that's where you have to do it. Do some miracles. Do some more good works. That will stop people leaving. There'll be masses of people at the festival. There is no better time. Their view of Jesus is based on what they want him to be. And they want him to be a renowned public figure. My son Finley, he's two. He's hilarious. Uh, and uh, so often he sees things and they are what he wants them to be. Flavor of the month in our family at the moment is and Sam. It's a thrill. But it does mean that every time we go out, every single bollard is a fireman's pole, and he'll go, oh, fireman Sam, fireman Sam, quick, get to Jupiter, and then he'll run uh, to the bollard, and he will straddle it, which to the passerby is, is a bit weird, and you kind of just go, he's mine, yeah. <laughs> Hilarious, but ridiculous. He, he's missed what that bollard is there for. He's missed what it really is. It's a silly example uh, I know, but I think it highlights the flawed attitude of Jesus' brothers here when they're looking at Jesus. They're not looking for the truth, they're not going to see the truth. They're looking for what they want. Do we slip into this with Jesus? Do we make him what we want him to be? Do we take what he says and make it what we want him to say? when chatting with friends and posed with a difficult and sensitive topic what are we going to do with the Jesus who says there is a right and a wrong way to live and that he is the judge of that are we quick to avoid hard answers to try and fit Jesus into what we think our friends will like if we try and fit Jesus into what we or the world wants him to be we'll miss his true identity and not truly believe in him. Jesus' reply to his brothers also reveals another problem people have when looking at Jesus. Verse 7, and look down. The world cannot hate you, but it hates me because I testify that its works are evil. And there is no doubt that people hate Jesus. In verse 1 of our passage makes it clear Jewish leaders want to kill him. And why? Well, Jesus says it himself. He testified to the fact that the world. It's evil. We saw a similar idea back in John chapter 3, which in verse 9 says, light had come into the world, Jesus had come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds are evil. Evil doesn't like being exposed. But that is exactly what Jesus was doing. Revealing the evil and sinful nature of people. And so the world hated him. The problem We have. The problem people have in seeing Jesus is that we avoid Him because they fear their evil nature will be exposed. It's not that people can't see Him for who He is, but they don't want to. My biggest fan uh, is my mum. She's here. Hi, mum. My biggest critic is my wife. She's not here, so I can say that. And last time I gave a sermon, she knows I was saying that, by the way, I want to make that clear. Uh, Last time I gave a sermon, and mum came again, uh, and I didn't have a problem with asking my mum for feedback. The chances are, it was going to be positive. Uh, Was I as quick to get feedback from Louise? Uh, No. Uh, But she gives it anyway, so uh, we all win. We don't like our flaws being exposed. And the reality is, We don't like the thought of our sin being exposed, do we? Remember the picture uh, we've had a few weeks ago of all our sin being on one sheet of paper in an envelope? Would you want it read out? Well, if that's how you see Jesus, then you would want to avoid him. You might even hate him. But again, if you look at Jesus that way, you've missed who he really is and why he's come. That's why we need to look at the whole story of Jesus because he knows everything but does not want to expose you to humiliation but he wants to open you up to the eternal life he offers so Jesus brothers and here's the second group the second group are the Jews in the temple in verse 14 despite initially telling brothers he wasn't going to go Jesus does end up going to the festival and he teaches in the temple and then we have another conversation that happens with Jews there Skip with me to verse 21 to 24. Jesus said to them, I did one miracle, and you are all amazed. Yet because Moses gave you circumcision, though actually it did not come from Moses, but from the patriarchs, you circumcise a boy on the Sabbath. Now if a boy can be circumcised on the Sabbath so that the law of Moses may not be broken, why are you angry with me feeding a man's whole body on the Sabbath? Stop judging by mere appearances, but instead judge correctly. What on earth is that about? Well, stick with me, let's try and unpack it together. The context of this uh, is actually in back in John chapter 5, and the accusation that's been levelled at Jesus, that he's broken the Sabbath when he healed a lame man and told him to pick up his mat and walk. But what Jesus is highlighting in this little exchange is that their view of him was based on their wrong understanding of the Old Testament law. In verse 22, he highlights their willingness to circumcise on the Sabbath. The Sabbath law prohibited all regular work, and yet here they were undertaking circumcision. But they're outraged at Jesus healing a man on the Sabbath, outraged enough to want to kill him. What Jesus identifies Is that their circumcising on the Sabbath was based on circumcision coming from Abraham, preceding Moses, and therefore taking precedent over the Mosaic law of the Sabbath? Circumcision was viewed as a perfecting rite on one part of the body. Well, Jesus healed an entire body. In verse 23, what Jesus is saying is that they've misunderstood the Old Testament. And from this misunderstanding, they've judged Jesus. Jesus links circumcision and the healing of the whole man. And so his healing of the man becomes a fulfillment of Old Testament circumcision and the redemptive purposes of God that is set out in the Old Testament. If you're feeling a little bit lost, Jesus sums it up for us at the end in verse 24. Stop judging by mere appearances but instead judge correctly don't try and judge Jesus by your own standards and values 1973 let's take you back a bit of time Bobby Riggs an ex-tennis champion uh, challenged Billie Jean King to a game he was, a, he was confident that he could beat his female opponent Why? Because he judged her by his own standard. He was a man, so he could be a woman. Virgin King wiped the floor with him in straight sets. Six four, six three, six three. Wiped the floor with him. He had judged her on the basis of her being a woman. He had not judged correctly. And in the passage, in our passage, it's it's the religious people who have judged Jesus by their own standards. So it's worth remembering even as Christians we need to be wary of doing this and I would assume that maybe we've had conversations or heard people describe Jesus as the good teacher the good guy the good moral leader and in a way if that's all they say it is they're just judging by appearances based on their own values and their own standards they're scratching the surface of who Jesus is they're limiting who Jesus is he is those things but he's so much so much more he is the messiah God's king he is living water he is the bread of life he's our savior and these realities well they may seem strange and counterintuitive in our world difficult to get our heads around but they are who Jesus is and what a difference that makes to who he is to us and why he came. So two groups, his brothers and Jews at the temple, two groups who have looked at Jesus in the wrong way, have missed the truth of who he is and so failed to believe him. But we know that people did believe in Jesus. You know, In our passage, we still know it today. We know there are still 12 There at the end of chapter 6, in verse 3 of our passage, it implies there are more in Judea. Are Are they looking at a different Jesus? Well, no. But they're looking from a different perspective. So how do you figure out Jesus? Well, we need to look at Jesus in the right way. And Jesus in this passage tells us that. Come to verse 14 to 18 with me. Not until halfway through the festival did Jesus go up to the temple courts and begin to teach. The Jews there were amazed and asked, How did this man get such learning without having been taught? Jesus answered, My teaching is not my own. It comes from the one who sent me. Jesus' words and his deeds are at one with God, the Father. Because of his obedience and because he does everything the Father does. John chapter 5 makes this clear. that uh, He speaks snacks at one with God the Father. In verse 19 it says, Very truly I tell you, the Son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what, the far, what he sees the Father doing because whatever the Father does, the Son also does. And we see that obedience in our passage. Did you notice uh, in verse 6 to 8 Jesus mentions my time twice in referencing why he doesn't initially go with his brothers to the festival? And yet in verse 10 he does go. This isn't just a flippant change of attitude. Jesus is working to a different timing. He's working to divine timing. Jesus' itinerary is regulated by the Father. And he's obedient to God's timing. And how can we show all this? Well, verse 17 continues. Anyone who chooses to do the will of God will find out whether my teaching comes from God or whether I speak on my own. As sinful human beings, we cannot set ourselves up on sure ground outside the truth. God is truth. And look at God's will throughout the Bible, look at his word, choose to do his will, and we'll see that Jesus articulates it. Look at God's will and see that Jesus fulfills it. Verse 18 continues. Whoever speaks on their own does so to gain personal glory. But he who seeks the glory of the one who sent him is a man of truth. There is nothing false about him. Jesus is all about God's glory. Not his own. We see this when he refuses to go with his brothers initially who don't understand why he's not wanting to show himself more to the world. We saw it back in chapter 3 with Jesus' outrage at the market in the temple. Jesus is not about his personal glory, but that of his Father in heaven. The result of this conversation, which is, is, is simple. To see Jesus as the man of truth. Jesus is the man of truth. So look with faith and believe in him. Now if you've been following this series in John, this isn't anything new. Right from the off, John has set this out. In chapter one, he calls you the true light that gives light to everything. Verse 17, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Numerous times we've read in, John's, in John, Jesus' own words, Very truly I tell you. What a great reminder this is this evening. That despite all the lies and deceptions this world throws at us, we have a saviour in the son Jesus who came from the Father full of grace and truth. How do we find out the truth? Well, God discloses himself and his salvation plan in Jesus the perfect man of truth. This revelation is not only found in the person of Jesus, but also in his deeds. It's not only in his teaching, his preaching, and his healing, but it'll be supremely seen in the cross and his resurrection, where Jesus reveals God and accomplishes the divine plan of redemption. And if you're not believe in Jesus the Lord this evening. Can I encourage you to look again at Jesus? Look again in John and Jesus. Look at God's will throughout the Bible. Ask someone maybe to help you look at a Bible overview, to get the big picture. Pray that God would reveal His will to you and see that Jesus fulfills it. Jesus is the man of truth. There is nothing false about him. So believe in him and what he says. Let me pray. Father, thank you uh, for Jesus. Thank you that he stepped into this world. Thank you that he is truth. He is the man of truth. I just pray that as we think about him, as we reflect on him, maybe as we read more about him in John, would your Holy Spirit convictors of that fact Amen